0: Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, a podcast where we dig deeper into what it looks like to live a life where in the end, all that matters is God and people. Each week, we will have candid and authentic conversations about how every day brings a fresh beginning and that the best is yet to come as we work together to help fulfill the mission that Jesus has given us. Now, here's our host.
1: welcome everybody. My name's Robert, sitting here with Chad. Today, we're talking about our series, Into the Wild, and we're going to be picking up on the story of Elijah, where Elijah has this incredible moment of victory, immediately followed by deep suicidal depression. And before we get into that...
2: (laughs) It's going to be so fun. It's going to be a great podcast. You guys are going to love this.
1: Before we jump into that, we filmed this thing up around Payson, Arizona. Now, when I Say that to people. People are like, Payson, Arizona. Like That's a place you drive through to get somewhere. Uh, but we spent a couple of days there. Chad, what was your favorite thing that we did while we were filming? Your favorite spot, location, whatever it was while we were doing that series. In Payson. In Payson.
2: Yeah, so Payson's what? Was it an hour? Hour and a half. Uh, yeah, an hour from and a half valley. from here. Uh, well, com- coming up, um, it, it's, it's the cave, uh, mm-hmm. I think we I think we talked about that this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think as we're recording this and kind of where we are. Um, I had no idea there was a cave in Payson, mm-hmm. and we're just walking along, and then all of a sudden there's this hole in the earth with rock around it, and then and then you climb down in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you mentioned that I bled while filming in these episodes. Did you say that in a sermon or was that on the podcast? I,
1: I did mention something in a sermon. I also talked about I think in the podcast a little bit about me like having to touch your your bloody hair which grossed me out cuz I'm a germaphobe oh. uh, but it was it was I'm not going to lie it was gruesome like i get grossed out by lots and lots of blood and there was definitely lots well, and lots of blood
2: there was this tree that it that kind of fell over the entrance of the cave and i and and when you film something they make you do the same stuff over and over again so i kept climbing in climbing out climbing mm-hmm. in climbing out and i just swung under it and there was a little branch hanging out, and i cut the top of my head and if you ever cut your head it mm-hmm. just bleeds profusely yeah like that word yep profusely uh so these guys look up from down in the cave up at me and blood's just running down my face and i have nothing to wipe the blood off with in my pockets or anything and we've got to keep filming so yeah robert came and doctored me i love you man thank you for being there you like the good samaritan on the road
1: yeah, and you man, were there, Jesus Junior. My biggest regret is that we didn't get pictures or any video of, of the blood. It. It, yeah, we, we, we waited till it was all cleaned up. And Dude, so... had,
2: had that made that little promo? Oh yeah, just blood running off my nose. Everyone would have so come epic. back to church. Yeah,
1: that's that's <laughs> that's right. We'd have no no issues with uh, regathering. We'd all be back. They'd yeah. be like, I got to be there to see this.
2: Yeah, so you have doctored my head and got my blood on you. If you, if you're thinking about, um, I, this is a sidebar. So I I cuz somebody asked me the other day, you know, have I been checked for COVID and you know all all of that and mm-hmm. so uh just so you know, uh I had COVID back in April. Um the amazing thing is I have long-term antibodies and they're still there. My wife's a nurse. She tested me uh, for the long-term antibodies just a couple of weeks ago. I still have them. They say mm-hmm. you're not supposed to have them. I still have them. And I've been tested for COVID. Five times wow. since then. Do you get a uh, punch
1: card? Like eventually do you get like a free one? I or think how does I would that... get a
2: discount yeah. at, at some point. But but last uh, last uh, week we, we went out of town and so I had to have a COVID test for that too. And I'm, I've been negative every time since I had it back in April.
1: So if you're a listener and you're going to get a COVID test and they're like, hey, we're all out of tests, that's because Chad's had five of them. He's been <laughs> hogging exactly all right. of them to himself.
2: I, I didn't mean to. They I've been asked to <laughs> do it for different reasons, but yeah. Depression. I'm around a lot of people, Robert.
1: All right, let's shift gears. So okay. this uh, this last weekend, uh, actually two weekends ago, we talked about Elijah, and there's this moment in his story where you, you can look at it. If you talk to a psychologist, they would go, okay, he is like clinically depressed. And even to the point where he's suicidal, he prays, God, kill me.
2: Yeah, what, what's interesting about that, uh, and I mentioned it in the message, uh, prophets pray that a lot. <laughs> Uh, in the old testament and 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 one or two in the new of you know what I'm done mm-hmm. god if if you want me to graduate right now I'm I'm just, I'm cool with that yeah you know and yeah that's where elijah is
1: well and elijah has prayed for some pretty crazy things up to this point and god's come through god stopped the rain he allowed the oil and the flour to to continue he well, raised a kid from the dead the rain came the fire came down yeah so he's not messing around when he says kill me my guess is he like he held his breath for a second. He like has
2: this. seen God do some amazing miracles. The irony of that is is Jezebel wants to kill him, which is why he's on the run. He's mm-hmm. running for his life. And then he prays, God, why don't you kill me? And so you're like, uh, what's the real problem here, Elijah?
1: Yeah. Is this like a of mice and men moment where it's like, no, I want God to be the one to do it. You know, I don't want Jezebel to, to have the victory here. Is he trying to be noble or is it just he's tired and he's done?
2: He's, he's exhausted. hmm um, he has been public enemy number one for uh, several years now. All kinds of pressure on his on his life, and and he's he's just exhausted. There there is this pattern in the Bible because because you, you talked about you know he's experienced these great miraculous things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you preached about you know his big vic- victory uh, on Mount Carmel where he defeats the four hundred prophets of of Baal. And uh, there is this pattern of people in the scriptures experiencing these amazing, miraculous moments with God. Mm-hmm. And then in the next chapter, in the next verse, on the next page, they are down in the valley of dark, deep, you know, thoughts, just suicidal, um, just really dark, ugly things. And, and, and it's this weird pattern mm-hmm. of really, really highs and, and then really, 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 really lows.
1: Which and, you have to conclude out of that—that that means those big miraculous victorious moments. That's not the answer. No. Otherwise, they wouldn't have that right afterwards.
2: No, it's it's not the answer, and and that's really insightful of you, Robert. I, I think um I, I thought of this and I, I said it to um, in the small group video. I don't mm-hmm. I don't I, I know I didn't say it in the sermon that we did for um, church at home or in the car or wherever you are for church online. Um, but there's something that that, that God spoke to me about uh this this past week. I guess it's been a couple of weeks now. It's this idea that God just wants to use you. You know? God just wants to use your life. God just wants to use you. Um
1: which I've heard that. I've said that. Yeah. And and I I appreciate what
2: me, me God revealed I, to you. I'm here. gonna I'm gonna stop saying it. L- let's just think about this for a moment. And and maybe Elijah feels this way. So so God wants to use me. Which means on the inside of me, I'm only as good as my last sermon because mm-hmm. God just wants to use me. Mm-hmm. Well, here's, here's what I use in my life, right? Cle- I, Kleenex. I, I use this <laughs> mug right here to take a drink of water, okay? Mm-hmm. I just took a drink of water. And so when I'm done with it, I'm done with the mug. Mm-hmm. I don't care about it. I don't think about it. Until
1: it served I, its purpose. Un- you
2: used it. Until I'm ready to use it again, Yeah. right? And what I love about this account in scripture is Elijah's exhausted. Elijah's worn out. Elijah's afraid. Elijah's on the run. And so God sends an angel to talk to Elijah. Mm -hmm. And the angel doesn't say, Elijah, you idiot. Where's your faith? God wants to use you, right? Mm -hmm. He says, Elijah, uh, come and eat. And the angel makes Elijah like some bread and, and makes him dinner. Mm-hmm. And he says, I want you to eat and I want you to rest. Okay. Well, and this is Old Testament, right? This is, this is pre-Jesus from a human standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas hadn't happened yet. Which is God telling Elijah, Elijah, I don't want to just use you. I, I love you. Mm-hmm. I, I care for you. Mm-hmm. And he sends an angel just to minister to him. There's nobody there. Yeah. There's no prophets, there's no Jezebel there. There's nobody but Elijah and Elijah, let me just fix your dinner.
1: God sends him a bed and breakfast. I'm going to feed you, you're going to rest and you're going to wake up and guess what? I'm going to feed you again. Yeah. And it, you're going to rest.
2: It's uh it's it's just this beautiful picture of God doesn't want to just use us. Mm-hmm. God loves us. Mm-hmm. And and I'll just tell you this, um some of the most powerful moments of God. I'm talking about the kind of moment that if I live to be 110 years old, you know, the few memories I have left, this will be one of them, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's one of those moments that's always part of who you are because it was just so powerful. It it wasn't in a sermon. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, uh, you know, praying over the bedside of somebody and God healed them. I've experienced that. It was alone in the woods by a fire Where God let me know he loved me. There wasn't anybody there but me and God. That wasn't about him using me. That wasn't about me preaching. That wasn't about whatever gifts God's given me. That was about him and I in that moment. And if I live to be 110 and have four memories, that's going to be one of them.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm going to butcher this a little bit cuz I can't remember who it was but there was a theologian and as he's getting on in life and getting closer to to death people go what you know all you've studied all you've learned all these amazing things and what what is the greatest deepest truth as you've studied God's word and you've you've just spent your whole life and he goes it's Jesus, Jesus loves, loves me, me. This, this I, I know. know yeah yeah and and I think we have to be reminded that is the most beautiful deep profound reality of life is that God loves us. Yeah.
2: When, when somebody says, hey, Pastor Chad, you know, I just, I just want something really deep. <laughs> when I, what I want to do is say, well, the eschatological premillennialistic view is, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and go into it. And oh, so all I did was just tell you a bunch of crap you didn't understand. Yeah, big okay? words. Okay. Oh, that's, that's deep. I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm really confused. That was deep. That's... Yeah, that, that, that really moved <laughs> me. I have no idea what to do with it. Thank you for that. Um, Yeah. The most profound truth of the Bible uh, is that God loves a sinner like you and a sinner like me Mm -hmm. and has done all he could possibly do so that we might be with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go put that in your pipe and smoke it. Because for the rest of your life and for all eternity, we'll be unpacking the reality of that love. In fact, uh, in Ephesians, the apostle Paul says, I pray that you would know this love that surpasses knowledge. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you know something that surpasses your ability to know it?
1: Yeah. Got to experience I it. I pray that you would know yeah, yeah. this love
2: that surpasses knowledge. That means you can't learn it. And it has to be revealed to you. Mm-hmm. And, and it is a very deep, profound thing. And so to take us back on topic, so God just loves Elijah in this moment mm-hmm. and And fixes him him dinner.
1: So after the bed and breakfast, now it's, all right, God, we we need to talk. And so God sends Elijah to a cave.
2: Yeah. Um, Well, he sends him to uh, the Mount of God, to Mount Horeb, Mm -hmm. and Elijah goes in the cave, Mm -hmm. uh, which means, I think... Uh, metaphorically, it, it still gives you a picture of where Elijah's mind is. He's in the dark because God, after that, calls Elijah out of the cave so he can speak to him mm-hmm. and he can experience his presence because God uh, is everywhere. Mm-hmm. But you need to get out of the darkness and into the light, Elijah. You, you need to make a move here to stop running into the darkness and start running into my presence. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's 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 the point there. But um, yeah, if you want to be depressed, this is what I said in the message, if you want to be depressed, then uh, just wear yourself out, mm-hmm. shut everybody out, mm-hmm. you know, go into isolation, uh, have yourself uh, a great big pity party mm-hmm. and just start thinking negative thoughts. Uh, if somebody wants to be unhappy, they'll they'll find ways to get that way. You mm-hmm. know, the life is hard, right? Um, and And just forget everything that God's done for you. And if you do those four things, uh, you'll be depressed. That's the formula. Uh, You just wear yourself out. You shut people out. uh, You think negative thoughts and you forget about God. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then God leads Elijah to this place. The first thing he does to bring him out of depression is have him eat and rest. Mm -hmm. Uh, Katrina and I went out of town a couple weeks ago. And somebody asked me, what'd you do?
1: Nothing. Sounds amazing.
2: Yeah. When I was younger, I couldn't do nothing, mm-hmm. but I'm at a point in life where I embrace that moment. That's It's amazing that shit that happens, saying.
1: Mike. I'm so bored. There's nothing going on. I don't have anything to do. And I'm just like, that sounds I like dream a dream true. Being I bored. Wish. I was yeah, bored right
2: now. I would just embrace bored. Yep. Right. Um, but the first thing he has Elijah do, uh, again, is eat and rest. When we were on vacation, we did, we did nothing. We, we had good meals. Uh, we were at a place where there was a beach, so we sat on the beach and we slept. Mm-hmm. And that's all we did for seven days. It was amazing. Yeah, and I got to know my wife a little better too. Yeah. You know, it was it was just really good time time together. So some of us, uh, you want to run from life, you want to give up on the marriage, on the parenting, on the job, on whatever it is, because you're you're just freaking tired, mm-hmm. right? So let's own that. Uh, what two? What I like about what God did with Elijah is He doesn't just feed him once; He feeds him twice. He just have him sleep once; He has him sleep more than that. Uh, when we're exhausted like that. You don't just take a, a day off and then you're good. Mm-hmm. We trickle charge. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got to find a rhythm of life. God calls it the Sabbath, where we don't have a life we're trying to escape from all the time. Mm-hmm. In the rhythm of your life, you want to learn to enjoy your life. This is God's will for you. Um, so yeah, so coming out of it, he, he has him eat and, and, and rest. Uh, he begins to replace the lies Elijah's believing with, with the truth. So Elijah says... I'm the only one. God. He says
1: that over and over again, he, which is clearly not true. Which Obadiah told him it wasn't true. He knows it's not, but that's his mindset.
2: Yeah, there's seven thousand. Yeah, who have not bowed to the false prophets and all this. But Elijah is the only one. Do you know why he does that? By the way, why? Because self pity always exaggerates. <laughs> that's that's why he says that. Yep. Self pity. Well, I'm an ex. I have a master's degree in self pity. Yeah. Like I'm awesome at it. Right. The problem is when I throw a self-pity party, there's only one person invited. Right? <laughs> it, it's me, and I'm the only one who cares to go. Mm-hmm. That, that's the other side of it. Uh but self-pity always exaggerates. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's what Elijah does. And so you have to stop telling yourself the lies.
1: I'm the only one,
2: you know, nobody cares. You have to start telling yourself the truth. And then the other thing is you gotta come out of the cave and you gotta get into God's presence.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um I, I'll tell you this a little sidebar. So Katrina for the vacation got me these um headphones. Mm-hmm. So she's she's a nurse. She's she's doing okay in life, right? And and she <laughs> she went and bought me these really nice headphones. Uh they're noise canceling. Uh-huh. And uh they're all digital, you you can adjust it. And so uh where we were, it's 3 hours uh, earlier mm-hmm. than it is here. And uh so I would wake up in the morning before sunrise. And I'd go sit out on the balcony and I had these really cool headphones. I put on the noise cancellation so I can't hear anything. Okay. And I just listened to worship music. And I just sat there and watched the sunrise. And what I was doing is I was going into the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we we come back from that and I'm I'm ready to go to work again. In the midst of a crazy election and a pandemic and everything else, I'm ready to go. Why? Because I ate, I rested, I spent time with my wife and with God, and I just let him kind of kind of filmy. So, yeah. So sometimes it's just focusing on the right things. And
1: yeah. while you were gone and relaxing. I've just been exhausted. I've just been working every single day. So good for you.
2: Well, I, I sent Robert a, a picture of the beach one day and he sent me back a picture of his computer monitor. So <laughs> It's true. Yeah, that we was were was awesome. two
1: very different environments.
2: Uh, but <laughs> that was to, awesome. To your but point, you got to have those rhythms in your life. And, and yeah. to
1: your point with the, the headphones, there is something fascinating about how God reveals himself to Elijah. So there's this, there's the earthquake, there's the fire, there's this great wind, all of that. But then there's a, there's a whisper. And God reveals himself. God wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in the earthquake. Well, it's not... earth,
2: wind, and fire.
1: Yeah, and 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 it says that he, he was in this whisper in the Hebrew, a thin silence is how it translates sometimes. And the idea is God's constantly speaking. But when we surround ourselves with noise, sometimes it's hard to hear the whisper. And so even that picture of noise-canceling headphones, I think for a lot of us, we're missing that. And I'm not saying you need to go out and buy a really fancy pair of noise-canceling headphones, yeah. but we have to have moments that we can tune out. All the noise, whether it's the chaos of work, whether it's the chaos of media, whatever it is, and to have moments that we carve out where it's just us and God, whether it's worship music, whether it's you turn on the noise-canceling headphones and there's nothing except for just that silence, and just to pray. All right, come Holy Spirit, God, speak. Your servant is listening. Those are so important for us. If for, if you're listening, you're a follower of Jesus. To have those noise-canceling moments throughout your week and throughout your month, throughout your your year. Uh, what other advice do you have for hearing that low whisper or that thin silence god's voice in the midst of that
2: yeah so everybody wants a sign and i think that's god's point to elijah I, i'm not in the in the earthquake mm-hmm. i'm not in the big wind that passes by i'm i'm not in the fire um i'm i'm in the whisper i'm in the still silence right so why would god whisper because he wants us to know he's close mm-hmm. Um, holy ground is not about a place. It's about a person and his name is Jesus. And God is everywhere. So to your point, it's it's taking the moment to really focus on him, knowing that he whispers because he's close. Mm-hmm. And us being still and knowing that he's God. Praying to your point, come Holy Spirit, and then just allowing him to fill us. Mm-hmm. You know, why is God in the whisper? he's close. And I, I think in moments of exhaustion and, you know, God just wants to use me and, and some of that wrong thinking, uh, we forget that. We, we forget what life's about, you know? Um, sometimes just sitting and breathing, quieting yourself, reminding yourself that God's presence is right here if I'll give him my attention because uh-huh. it's not about a place, it's about a person. And when are we even going to focus on Jesus? Uh, It stills us, it calms us, and we do experience his presence. I'll tell you the other thing I I do. Sometimes it's weird. I will literally say the name Jesus out loud. Mm -hmm. So I will sit still and I'll just say his name, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then I'll say his name again, Jesus. And then I might praise a little bit and then I'll pray, come Holy Spirit. But there's something about his name that drives everything else out. Mm -hmm. The Bible teaches that there's power in that name. Uh, Because it's the name above every name. It's above all political parties. It's above all ideologies. It's above all brokenness and horror in the world. To say the name is to say the Lord saves. And so I I think in that whisper, there's there's power. Mm -hmm. Because we realize that underneath it all, there is a name that holds it all together. Mm -hmm. And his name is Jesus. Yeah, and it's just taking that moment where we receive that reality again. And let him love us.
1: That's good. I could talk all day about this, but we'll wrap up there. Yeah. Just be reminded of that reality of, and, and maybe for somebody that is the practice, take a moment. Maybe if you're riding in your car, or you're driving, whatever, turn this off after you like and subscribe and all that stuff we're supposed to say that they're supposed to do. Uh, turn this off and maybe just say the name of Jesus out loud. Fill the, the air with that name.
2: Yeah. And, and I would say... um, Likened to Elijah. Come out of the cave of that dark thinking mm-hmm. and, and step into the light of who Jesus is. The other thing I, I would say is stop isolating yourself. Uh, come to Celebrate Recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look that up on our on our website. We offer that at several uh, of our locations. But come to Celebrate Recovery and talk to somebody about it. Uh, go to a, a good counselor and get some help. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're just in a funk. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Could be you need to get around people again. Yeah. Could be you need to get on one of the campuses, worship. When when, I, when we first started gathering again, and I got in the room, and I was like, it's gonna be weird, it's gonna be awkward. And I started singing with friends and complete strangers, people I had no idea, but we were all singing the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It did something in my soul that I didn't realize I had been missing for six months at that point.
2: Well, could it be that sickness of the soul is more powerful than the sickness of COVID? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I'm concerned about in all this isolation is, is what's it costing us on a soul level? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah we, we need each other we need each other so and, and there's hope and if you're struggling right now I'll tell you what you are normal mm-hmm. uh, all the people that God used all throughout the scriptures and not just used but loved had moments of, of struggle but in that we can do some things to come out of it so I hope today was helpful
1: yeah thanks for joining us
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to us so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you left us a review or shared this podcast with a friend. Doing that will help us reach and help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly... You're always welcome to join us online or in person for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc. Thanks for joining us.